Hi, everybody, and welcome to Mecha Dragon, a podcast about all the geeky and nerdy stuff you love. Brought to you by Captain Geek and the Dark Nerd. I'm your Captain Will. And I'm your nerd, Jess. Today, we are talking about The Mandalorian, Episode 7 of Season 1, The Reckoning, which is the penultimate episode in the season, so the second-to-last episode in the season. And uh, things are heating up. Things are heating up. Spoiler alert, in case I have to mention that. Yep, hide your yobies. Hide your yobies. So let's, let's get right into it. So The Reckoning. So it starts in space, once again, with The Mandalorian getting a call from... Uh, Carl Weathers' character, Grief Karga, basically stating that, you know, the the Imperial client is making life hell for him and his settlement where he lives because they're kind of taking it over and he wants the Mandalorian to come back and help him dispose of the Imperial goons, which would be good for both of them. And uh, the Mandalorian ultimately decides, actually pretty quickly, that he's going to go do that and that really sets up the whole episode. So let's dive into it from there. Now, actually, right after he decides uh, to go back and he changes course, I thought it was kind of cool that we got this, like, little shot of the the nav computer, like, doing the hyperspace calculations and turning the ship. And you kind of see, right. uh, like, on the computer screen, I don't know, it just it, it allows you to put it together that, that that's what it's doing. And I, I think that that's the first time we've actually seen that kind of connection between the physical navigation of the ship and like what's on the computer displays. I mean, that's kind of a, a little tiny thing to geek out about. Uh, but I thought it was kind of cool to see. Well, yeah, it's like back in, back in all the, uh, old star Wars movies, it was just a bunch of little lit up plastic buttons and they'd go <laughs> beep, 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 flick, flick a couple switches and that. And now we have the actual detailed, you know, screens with all the, nav information well it just so. it just Little gave upgrade. me a sense that the that the computer actually was navigating the ship and it was just yeah. i don't know it was just a cool i wonder if it's like a tesla vehicle or one of those autonomous vehicles <laughs> where it can only do auto drive on the highway like that yeah <laughs> i would Fun. like to think that his ship is more advanced than that but hey i would like to think that but yeah uh first second after i saw him listening to that message from Grief Karga, or while I was listening to it, I was like, yes, this is a total setup. They're trying to lure him back so oh, they totally. can murder him. It's, no doubt, no doubt. It's like there's no way they'd be like, oh no, now we need your help all of a sudden. Because it really, in the, in, the, in the show, it only feels like a couple weeks have passed. Well, you, you know, know they this... don't really cover how much time's going on. Well, that's true. And see, this is another reason why I'm glad they put in those few episodes that a lot of people were calling filler episodes. Because I think that if you had just gone to, you know, from the uh, <laughs> the episode... He escapes the planet, gets out to space, they call him, say, we need your help, and <laughs> right. turns right around and goes back. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I think the last one that uh, advanced the Baby Yoda plot was the one on the on the planet where he helped the villagers against the orcs with the ATST or whatever. Um, right. I know they're not really called orcs, but that's what you called them and it cracks me up. Um, yes. So, but like, what were there like two or three, like three more episodes in between this one? And, that was and episode that one? three, I think. Okay. So in between everybody, a lot of people were saying, you know, filler episodes, no, it was four. but my point is, I'm glad we had that time because not only did it like solidify the relationship a little between Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian and allow us to like 
you know, see see that solidify. But yeah, like to your point, right. like if he would have left and then immediately they call him, it would have felt a little bit weird for him to go right back, you know. Like he's kind of had to yeah. go be out That's there hard. struggling and and staying away, you know, staying out of trouble and protecting him and being on the run for a little while first before he could really consider that. Yeah, and obviously, too, it's like he could have been visiting all sorts of different planets and stuff. It's just that nothing happened there. You know, you got to refuel. You got to do this and that. You got to go to the bathroom. You know, you got to stop and do the normal things. They cut that out. So, I mean, even if you assume that maybe a month has passed between each episode, I mean, I don't know if that's yeah. too too much or too little. No, I actually but, think it's probably been at least a matter of months because, you know, uh, Grief Karga... Carl Weathers, when he comes back to the planet and he's like inspecting the baby or whatever, he like picks him up. Doesn't he say something like, uh, well, he hasn't grown much uh, since then. Right. So it's like. He hasn't grown much since Thursday. How much? Yeah. How much do you expect him <laughs> to grow in a week or whatever? Uh, so that was interesting. So, yeah, I think it does suggest that it's been a while. You know, I don't think yeah. it's been like a year, but it's been at least a few months, no. I, w- I would think. And and it's after he after he gets off the call with grief. And he turns the ship around. The next scene it cuts to is lush planet with all sorts of trees. And I'm like, oh, he's going to get Cara Dune. Yep. And I... It's like, I'm so, very predictable. Yeah, and I'm so I'm so glad that she's back in the show because she's a really cool character. And did I did yeah. I or did I not say that there was going to be an episode where he, like, gathered a team to go do something to oh, protect yeah. the baby Yoda? I totally called it. Well, you knew it was going to happen. They're not going to introduce characters like that. I mean, it's just standard storybook. Well, it's, not it's, like... it's kind of a Western trope and a samurai movie trope. So that's the reason I expected it. But, yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to have a gunslinger that doesn't have a posse at one point in time. Yeah. But so it was cool that they, uh, that when we first see her again, she's in the middle of like some fight, you know, against this huge alien guy. Yeah. And she just totally whoops him. I mean, he got in a few shots, but she just kind of shook it off and, yeah. and like won. Uh, really yeah, and then it turns out it was just like a, almost like a fight club sort of thing. Well, it was, I, you know, she was doing it for money. It was like on a bet or something, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, but that yeah. was, that was cool. And then I love how, like, he explains the mission to her and she wants no part of it until he mentions it, it's against like old Imperial dudes. It's and the then Imperial she's like, thing. She's like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. And then <laughs> if you, had, yeah, it's like, it reminded me of the, uh, third episode of Rick and Morty. In the new season four, uh, which where, episode uh, was that? Rick goes around and he's uh, season four, episode three. I think right. it's brand which, new. Which is the third episode? In the brand new season, I... right? But what happens in that episode? It's the one where he's going up against the uh, magician guy or something. So he gathers his crew. Oh, the dragon episode. And uh, no, that was the last one. It was like one or two before. Oh that. no! Oh oh. But where okay. he's going around and Morty's every time they, they convince. Somebody to join the team. They're like, "You son of a bitch!" Oh man. yeah, that's right. And that's exactly that's exactly yeah. what I expected or reminded me of when that happened. But he's an imperial. You son of a bitch! Oh, I'm that in. was their that was their like making fun of like Ocean's Eleven like heist movies episode. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, that was funny. But yeah, it was you know his version <laughs> of recruiting people, and I love that they brought back Kuil, uh, Nick Nolte's character. Yeah. That was awesome. So it was just fun to see him, like, gather the team. And then, of course, you know, they go down and... Uh, oh, oh, so then they're on their way to uh, meet up with Karga, right? Uh, on uh, right. On Tatooine. And um, 
<laughs> Wait, that what that is the Tatooine planet, right? Or no, 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 that's not Tatooine. Yeah. That's, um, no, it's not Tatooine. Tatooine was where, or was it? No, Tatooine is where he uh, he met that other bounty hunter guy, the younger guy, and helped him out. This is a different planet where he started the show. But but anyways, what I was well, no, it's the same because no, it's not. Well, maybe it's not. No, it's not. But I what thought I, he went back to Moss Eisley. The part that I wanted to mention, no, Karga even mentions the name of it, uh, but I just can't remember what it is. But uh, I love that scene when they're uh, like that. He finally got has his team, and they're they're on the way to the planet uh, to do the job, and he's like arm wrestling Kara. Mm-hmm. And, but then, and it was they had like a little moment of like funny banter that was cool. And uh, but then, like the baby Yoda looks, and he's like it's concerned, and he reaches out his little hand, and he yeah. and he freaking force chokes her. I did not see that. Yeah, coming. you see his face kind of. Yeah, he was getting all dark side. I mean, he he looked a little angry and uh, or something. That was a little scary, actually. I had yeah. not considered until that moment that the the baby could tap into the dark side. But it actually makes a lot of sense because it's not like he's had Jedi training. You know, yeah. it's not like he is a Jedi. He's is that technically a dark side power, or I mean, could. I'm assuming Yoda or Luke or any of the well, Jedi. Well, I think could that they that. could do that, but then that would be a step to the dark side because it's literally right. hurting someone, possibly to kill them. So it is a dark right. side action. But like in hindsight, it makes sense to me because I mean he is a baby, and so therefore, right. Uh, he's got the potential in him to go to the light or to the dark or to have a balance of both in him or something like that, right? Because, and it also says to me that his grasp of the force is largely instinctual. I mean, maybe he has had a little bit of baby training (laughs) in the force. Baby training. But I think, you know, but but it does seem like his uh, connection to the force and use of it is more sort of instinctual, than like a like a practiced learned skill at this point yeah i think it's more emotional yeah and since he just reaches out to save himself yeah it's funny because when he saves himself nothing actually happens well that was but when he's trying to save other people that was just that one time with zero and i think we agreed in our last uh episode discussion that like if he had had an extra few seconds or something he probably would have like you know, launch the yeah. droid back across the cockpit or something. But uh, anyways, I just found that to be a really notable moment. And that said to me, and it also made me wonder, that whole thing with the force choke made me wonder, that combined with what uh, Giancarlo uh, Esposito's character said, that you may think you know what you're dealing with, but you don't, made me think, oh my God, That's are they jokes. training Baby Yoda as a weapon or something? Or like, and here's the most here's the most crazy far out explanation that I had for it, which was like, what if the Baby Yoda is Emperor Palpatine, and he like put himself into the Baby Yoda, and now they're trying to get him back <laughs> so he can go into regular body. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure I that's think not he would is. have. Yeah, I think he would be a little more malicious, you know, if he had yeah. all of his memories and like yeah. his his soul in there. No, you're right. You're right. But it, it occurred to me in a humorous moment. But it also made me think one, one last thing on this, that like in that last episode from Friday the 13th, uh, The Prisoner, mm-hmm. it just shows that Bill Burr and his mercenaries were like really lucky that they didn't mess further with the baby Yoda because <laughs> he could have come right. out and just force choked them all. Yeah, that'd be great. 
<laughs> bunch of dead bodies and a little baby. Yeah, but baby. but uh, yeah, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that uh, weaponizing thing because I think that's what they are doing. Because they're just trying to get whatever's whatever baby Yobi has. Uh, they're trying to take that out and use it, obviously for something. Because uh, the client didn't care if they killed him; they just wanted what he had. His so. genetic material, I guess. Um, right. So, so they're probably, and of course, since we mentioned earlier, they're from the cloning planet. So I think right. that's Dr. exactly Pershing. what they're planning: is building a uh, army of. Jedi. Do they want to? Do they want a clone army of uh, little Yodas? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if that was yeah. it. But right. anyway, just like put a little timer in them all. So, but you wanted to talk about everyone loves the little babies and they go everywhere. So let's talk about Kuil and IG Eleven. Is it Kuil yeah. or Kuil? At first, I thought it was Quill, like from uh, mm-hmm. Peter Quill, Guardians of the mm-hmm. Galaxy. But I think it is. I think it's Quill, but with E sound yeah. instead of an I Quill. sound. So it's Quill. like Quill. Yeah. Okay. Like thanks. wheel with a Q. Yeah, good. Okay, but I've so, never actually seen it in writing. So, so he goes to get Quill uh, because he's like the because Kara made a, a comment because I I guess the the ship started like careening off to the oh, side and so they came funny. in and, <laughs> yeah, and then there's alarms downstairs. going <laughs> off and then it's the Baby Yoda on the joystick going. Whoa. Yeah, it was so funny. <laughs> and, she, and she goes, "We got to get it's somebody." Like he didn't to... even realize what he was doing. He was just. <laughs> yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, and she's like, "We got to get somebody to watch him." <laughs> so he's like, yeah. do you, "She goes, do you have anybody you can trust?" And Kawil really is the only trustworthy person he knows. I mean, I mean, um, right. I was going to say Gina Carano, but Cara Dune. You know, I guess he can trust her to be the war shock trooper that she is, but she's no babysitter. You know. Not, right. not that Kuil is like station. yeah, not that Kuil is like you know babysitter incarnate or anything. In fact, he even says he's not suited for that. But like he's somebody that he can trust. Right. So it was cool to see him again. And yeah, the whole like it went through a whole montage of like IG 11s rehabilitation. You know. So the, yeah, I think the question that that raises with the Mandalorians' continued distrust of him is like, is IG 11 truly reformed? Yeah, can he overcome his programming? Yeah, so I have a feeling we're going to find that out in the next episode. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I wonder if, because, of course, uh, Kuil is, is there laying on the ground, apparently dead, at the end of the episode. So is, like, IG-11 going right. to come see that? And then IG-11 is going to want revenge because they killed his, like, you know, fixer <laughs> and, like, you know, new Yeah, companion. that's another thing, too. I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but... At that scene, looks like he had almost made it to the uh, what's the name of the ship? The ship, the Razor Crest. Yeah, Razor Crest. He had almost made it to it. He was like probably twenty yards away in the last scene we saw him running. And then after that, I just saw the angle. I'm not sure they showed all the angles, but it almost looked like the ship was missing. So I wonder if maybe. Uh, the robot took off or something. In no, it. it was it was there. I might have just been confused. It was there. It was just the they didn't show it in like every every shot. But I mean, he was really close right. when he went down. And you know, um, you know, when they recruited Quill, uh, Quill, and uh, the new uh, newly rehabilitated IG Eleven, you know, he made this really interesting comment that you know droids aren't good or evil; they're a neutral reflection right. of of whatever's in us. He said something like that. Of their creator. Yeah, of their creator, yeah. And so I thought, 
I thought, no, that that is interesting. And it also makes me actually think about what's going on with C-3PO in Rise of Skywalker when in that scene from the trailer where he's got the red eyes. So if he is right. a reflection of his of his creator and Darth Vader did have a lot, you know, if Anakin ended up uh, having a lot of the dark side in him, could it be a dark side thing? Actually, mm. I don't think so. But um, I do wonder well, whether... we don't know. I do wonder whether that'll be some type of callback to the fact that he was created by Anakin. So it just kind of made me think yeah. of that, and it also just made me think of... So actually, in the uh, really, really good uh, Darth Vader comic, Darth Vader has his own couple of droids that are kind of like the... Uh, or at least one that's like the um, like the dark mirror image of C-3PO, in a way. Right. And, uh, interesting. Yeah, and he's just as callous as you would expect a Sith Lord to be. It's so it's really interesting to mm-hmm. to hear that comment from Queel, and I'm I'm gonna miss that character. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. I was I was not expecting that to happen. Yeah. So of course, okay. So they they recruit Queel and uh, IG Eleven, and uh, even though Mando is uh, really mistrustful of the droid, and uh, has him stay on the ship, and I love that he brought the Blurgs for them to ride on. That was yeah. That was cool, and then uh, you know, there's that that tense standoff as he meets up with uh, Carl Weathers, uh, Grief Karga, Grief, and, and his three people, and then uh, and yeah, then, I was expecting it to turn into a shootout right then and there. Yeah, well, you know, he did try and get uh, get him to leave Cara Dune at the ship, and he was just not having it. You know, otherwise, I think right. that as soon as she was out of sight, they might have just jumped him immediately. But the fact that she was yeah. there gave them pause you know and the fact that they could right. see that she was an ex you know uh rebel shock trooper is like you don't want to mess with those uh if, if right. you absolutely yeah. don't have to so actually i think they probably would have jumped him right away if she hadn't have been there yeah she's I mean, she's trying to know what she's doing and she looks like she can hit pretty hard she looks like she can do a lot of things really hard so <laughs> oh. no well oh, damn it i your mind is going to go there, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so um, then uh, it was, uh, I love the little scene when they're at the campfire or whatever, and they're they're talking about their plan. And then uh, Carl yeah. Weathers stands up and he's like, like, oh, there's nothing that can go wrong. Whoosh, <laughs> dragon attack. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, and I had like looked away from the screen for just a second, and then I heard, Blah! And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Jumped back. It was crazy. I, I didn't get like a great look at those things because the like the sand was all kicked up and it was nighttime and all that. But like they were obviously yeah. uh the you know desert planet version of dragons. And uh right. that was that was a cool or pterodactyls. That was a fun little scene. And then it like took out all of all three of those uh dudes that Karga had brought with him, right? Yeah. So on one hand, took them out, and the, one of them flew in and grabbed one of the blurgs and lifted it off the ground. And yeah. Those things didn't look that big. Yeah. So there's only one blurg and left. My daughter, my daughter, when she watched, she was like, "Oh no, the blurgs!" <laughs> I'm like, "It's a blurg. Come on." <laughs> yeah. Get your gurgles straight. Yeah. Exactly. But I thought that was a fun scene, and then of course you know Karga's injured, and the baby Yoda comes over right. and like really really heals him when it seemed like those things had poisoned him and he was a goner basically um it was funny cara dune's looking at the other guys like do you have an extra med pack and they're all like glancing at each other like i didn't i didn't bring one yeah (laughs) um 
Yeah, and, and then, you know, she tried to shoo Yobi away. And, uh, and once again, it's like that's that, that would have been the second time that someone would have still been wounded. But he was actually able to yeah. heal grief this time. Or no, it didn't, it didn't kill all of the guys that he had brought with him because there were two left that he ended up shooting. Oh, uh, that's right. After that's he right. got healed, yeah. because after the baby Yoda healed him, he was like, ah, I, I can't go through with this double cross, basically. Right. right. So that actually makes me like that character quite a bit more, uh, Karga. Yeah, I don't know if I trust him yet, though. No, I don't 100% trust him. But, uh, so after that, yeah, they show up at the uh, rendezvous point. They see uh, Werner Herzog, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. There's that moment where uh, they try and convince him that it's sleeping, so they don't want to open the thing, and then he gets yeah. the call <laughs> or whatever. Now, if you were, uh, I don't know what rank he is, but he's basically like a mob underlord. And Who, it's like uh, someone Herzog, came in. The client? Oh, the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he's got this whole cadre of stormtroopers around him. And if someone... Oh, the baby's sleeping. I wouldn't care if the baby's sleeping. He already wanted the thing dead. You know, he wouldn't care. Oh, we'll be quiet. I thought that was a little silly. <laughs> because he's already basically, you know, signed this thing off to its doom. And he's like, oh, yeah, don't wake the baby. I know, right? I thought that was a little Well, silly. I actually, you know, I think it does make sense in, in the in the sense that, like, if it was awake and it decided to get angry with him, I think the client probably knows full well that it could do something unpleasant to make things difficult. So it's probably just easier yeah. to keep it asleep. Yeah. But in any case, I, yeah, I don't know what rank he is, but he's got to be below a moth because... Uh, Giancarlo Esposito's character is um, Moff Gideon, and a Moff is like a sector yeah. governor in the Star right. Wars galaxy. So he's less than a governor, but you know, probably pretty high. He's like ranking. a regional manager, or maybe he's a like regional a regional manager. A regional manager, or maybe he's like a general, you know, type of a level. I could see that. Mm-hmm. But in any way, in any case, like suddenly, like he gets that call, and he says, you know, the baby's here; it's asleep, and. And uh, Moff Gideon's like, ah, I wouldn't be so sure. And then suddenly, like, blaster fire everywhere. And oh, yeah. I, and I was actually like, where's it coming see... from? Where's it coming from? Yeah. Yeah. And you could see the client. I mean, he got shot right through the chest. And you could see, oh, yeah. you know, Sky. I mean, he's he's gone. Oh, he's yeah. down he's, for the count. He's totally so. gone. Uh, the Empire doesn't take kindly to people that, uh, you know, make mistakes and failures. Right. So, but then, and then that was awesome. They blew the blew the wall down, mm-hmm. and you had those stormtroopers there. All it looks like Beskar steel. No, it I like they were well, all decked out in that, full Beskar. I guess that could be, but I really don't think that was the case. I think they were just like special. It could be. I, I'm not going to eliminate that possibility, but just some didn't, some didn't other alloy. Yeah, they were just yeah. like special, like the Moff Guard. <laughs> Sounds a little funny yeah. to say Moth that. Guard. <laughs> <laughs> the moth troopers. But yeah, like, and then Mando, when it's all going to hell, he's like, oh, he opens up his radio and he's like, get the kid out of here. It's not, uh, it's not yeah. safe. It's a double cross. Just get, just get him and go. And uh, that, of course. The, and know, that's the, one thing. How, what I don't understand is when he was doing that, the stormtroopers outside with the speeder bikes, mm-hmm. it was broadcasting over there. No, I think because you see the one like put his hand up to his ear. I think they just had orders to listen in on a bunch of frequencies so that they could be ready for something like that. Because Moff Gideon obviously had set this trap, right? 
I mean, there's no way he just moseyed on into the system in an opportune moment and had that all like in place already. So I I, right. th- I think that well, no, I think I think the guys outside the the area there. I thought those were the client's stormtroopers. Well, it's all one and the same. I mean, everybody that the client yeah. is in charge of, the Moff is in charge of them and more, So, because he's higher rank. So uh, in any case, I mean, they, they hear him say that. They get on their speeders, and they, they rush out to catch uh, a Queel. And uh, God, it's like they really did raise— raise the tension there with showing him like galloping on the blurg and he's close to the ship but the guys in the speeders are close behind and ultimately they got him yeah and the blurg only have the blurg only have two legs and it sounded like there were more legs going on the ground it sounded like a horse almost like well you know it was running fast just me being stupid i don't know what to tell you but you know basically with little stewie griffin legs right right so but you know basically at the end there, the Mandalorian and Cara Dune and Grief Karga are pinned down inside that, like, uh, building, right? Cafe, uh, a deli. I think it was a deli. Or yeah. a bar or something. Yeah, I think it was a bar. Some little <laughs> De- hole in the wall. Come into, come into my delicatessen and we will have a conversation. It was it was the, the local dive bar, you know, <laughs> right. with the secret, uh, like, you know, speakeasy in the back. But anyway... Yeah. So he's pinned down, and uh, they got the baby. You know, that stormtrooper picked up the baby and is on his way back with it. And there were right. so—like, how many stormtroopers do you think were there outside that building? Like, at least three oh, dozen that, of them, at that least. Transport, yeah, that transport vehicle landed, and they just, like, four deep on each yeah. side of that thing. And I'm thinking to myself— like, They're not screwing around. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know how he gets out of this one, and there's no way that all of his Mandalorian buddies no. are coming to the last-minute rescue this time. You know what I mean? No, they're not getting out of it. They're getting captured and taken somewhere. Yeah, I th- you know what? Actually, I think you're right. Well, see, I'm inclined to say that's the case, but I feel like Moff Gideon is just more likely to execute them all. And so that makes me wonder what's going to happen and whether Baby Yoda is going to attempt some sort of force shenanigans but it but even if he does i think that even you know the baby yoda has his limits right i mean i don't think he can manage like to get rid of that entire like army that just landed no you know no it'd be too much too too many different angles at once he'd be overwhelmed i think they're surrounded Mm -hmm. they got nowhere to go i mean the whole town is overrun by stormtroopers yeah according to grief and I don't know if if he's got his guys still around anywhere. So let's so since we're basically at the end here, let's do some predictions and then final thoughts for this episode. So okay. so here's what I'm predicting for uh, the final episode of this season. The Mandalorian's going to want to help the baby. So I think maybe what'll happen is they will blow down that building. And uh, feeling satisfied that the Mandalorian and his friends are dead, they'll just leave. But they'll have survived somehow by, like, you know, cramming into, like, a little smuggler's compartment under the floor or something like that. Or maybe he's got some special shielding thing, you know, capability with his armor where he can help everybody not die. And then they, you know, then it's about tracking them down and mounting a mission to save the Baby Yoda. But I actually have a feeling that the season will end on kind of a cliffhanger like note where the imperial guys have the baby yoda and now 
the Mandalorian is trying to figure out how to uh, get him back. Or maybe he makes like one attempt and it doesn't quite work or something. And then that way, the second season could be about instead of him being like on the run with the baby Yoda, he's on the hunt going to save the baby Yoda again, potentially. That's my off-the-cuff prediction. What about you? Well, I think um, part of being a villain or a high-power general or whatever on the evil side in any army, it is impossible to murder your quarry without first explaining the whole plan in intricate detail to them. <laughs> so I think they're, they're going to get captured. They're going to get shipped off to some uh, station up in the sky. And uh, we're going to have the Giancarlo Esposito uh, unfold his plans in front of them. And that will give them just enough time to figure out a way to escape. And then we will have more uh, awesome fight scenes. And as far as the end of the season, I I think it's going to be, like you said, they're going to have Yoda, baby Yobi, um, in their control. Mm-hmm. And Mando will have to try and go after him. And I think we're also going to see IG-11 come in for the rescue at some point in the ship. Oh, God, that's right. I You know... Uh... Like I, crest. yeah, I think I think he will see what happened with Queel, and then he will he you oh, know yeah, what right outside the door. I'm surprised he didn't do anything. Well, he was ordered to stay on the ship, which is why he probably will like pilot the ship to the rescue instead of like running to the rescue. But actually, that's a really yeah. good point. I bet that at some point he will take off with the ship. He will swoop in. Uh, they'll be able to uh, escape. Like they'll probably take them captive, like you were saying. But then yeah. he'll swoop in and they'll jump on the ship, but they won't be able to save the baby Yoda. They'll just like barely get away by the skin of their teeth. Right. You know. Yeah, and that that'll that'll be the cliffhanger. Like they'll get rescued when they were just at their wits' end and mm-hmm. about to die themselves. And then yeah. phew, here comes IG Eleven, rescue who's he can. Yeah. And then. So then the new team will be the Mandalorian, Cara Dune, uh, Karga, and uh, the reformed IG Eleven. That'll be kind of interesting interesting misfit crew there right. but see the 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 reason i'm reluctant to say that you're 100 percent right and saying they'll be captured by the empire is that if that happens they're taking off his helmet they're taking off all his armor which means uh, according to his belief system and what he said he can never put it on again and i don't think that the show is ready to go there yet i could be wrong i could be wrong yeah. but i i just I don't see the Mandalorian being unmasked this soon, especially when it seems to be working just fine with him having the mask on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I hope, I I don't think they'll get into that till the end of the series. I would, I would think so. Um, I would think so. I mean, on the other hand, if that does happen, that would be a huge, like uh, character moment for him. And he'd a have to struggle with, you know, the difficulty of being stripped of his mask and his armor and what that means, you know, for his religion or his belief system. And then B, when he does get a chance to uh, help the baby Yoda after that, you know, I could see Cara Dune or somebody being like, you know, cowboy up and uh, 
Yeah. You know, put on your armor because we got shit to do. Yeah. You know, and then I don't know. Cue the scene where he's back at the new Mandalorian headquarters and they go through that ritual where he's where they ask him how long it's been since, you know, if anybody's ever removed his mask and he'd be have to be like, right. Uh, so uh, eh, three hours ago. Right. So that's that's why I say I don't think the show's quite ready to go there yet. But uh, no, there's there'd be too much to. And that's the thing. I wish the, ser- the first uh, season was longer. Yeah. Because there's a whole lot of stuff that they got to pack into this next episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we'll find out. I hope it is a nice, like, 40-some minute episode, though, rather than, like, you know, 30 minutes. Yeah. But right. I, I think it probably will be as the season finale. And then I, I would guess that next season will have less episodes that are really short because of the fact that, like, you know, also, all these episodes that we're watching, they produced a long time ago. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, you can say that any Star Wars show that they do is going to be successful, but nobody really knows until it happens, you know. So right. I think it could, you know, th- that could have represented them hedging their bets a little bit and being like, well, you know, we could pay for an extra, you know, 15 minutes of visual effects per episode, but we're not, you know, prepared to spend that many millions of dollars until yeah. <laughs> the show is a success. It's possible. Yeah, it's possible. So we'll just throw it out there and see what the plebeians think and <laughs> plebeians likey. Right. But I, I really liked this episode. It, it did the team up thing. Yeah, it was good. Gathering the team, which I really wanted to see. Got to see some new force stuff from Yoda. It moved that storyline forward. Uh, it gave us some interesting, you know, character moments. And it brought back IG-11 in, an, in a more interesting way than I expected. And it was. Yeah, it was really cool. So those are my final thoughts. What about yours? Um, yeah, I liked it, and I mentioned to you before how, uh, Baby Yoda sometimes seems like he's an animatronic little yeah weeble-wobble, but it's like they always show him when he's walking, he always walks like he's either a newborn or, like, a 90-year-old guy with, you know, hip pain and stuff, he's always, like, <laughs> his, like, arms are out, he's, like, walking real slow, but... What they don't show is, like, on the last episode when he was with Zero and Zero was getting ready to kill him. It's like he's standing right there and then one second later he's gone. They don't ever show him scurrying around, which he obviously has done in all these different episodes. Because he gets from place to place pretty quick. And if he walks as fast as they always always show him walking, he'd still be back in episode one. (laughs) Well, Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I thought it was a good episode and it left on a... Sad note with the death of Queel. And uh, I wasn't, like I said earlier, I was not expecting that. I did expect a cliffhanger, though, us... these last couple episodes, honestly. Um, so I, but yeah, you know, I that just didn't means, expect him today. As we've mentioned, I think this means that we're going to get an even bigger cliffhanger at the end of next episode. So don't, don't be surprised. Because yeah, otherwise, yeah, that's, that's all they do with shows these days. They figured it out. Cliffhanger, 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 cliffhanger. <laughs> all right. Well, um, this, is, this has been a fun conversation about a fun episode, and I want to thank all of our listeners to uh, tuning in to this episode of Mecha Dragon. If you have a moment, please uh, hit us up on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice and give us a five-star review and or uh, rating. It really does help the show out. Um, again, we really appreciate you guys taking a listen. Jess, do you want to give them our social media details? I sure do. But before that, I want to touch on something real quick. Uh, 
as all of you millions of uh, rabid fans know, uh, we've had our friend Cammy on most of the uh, episodes up until this one and the last one. She was abducted by a womp rat, so couldn't join us for last episode's mm-hmm. filming. She survived. She's okay. And uh, she can't be here today because she's actually getting ready to go see Rise of Skywalker. Excuses. Here in about 30, 30 minutes. So she's super busy. And I gotta kind of get super busy because I'm about to go see Rise of Skywalker myself um, in about 90 minutes. So we're gonna both have all the secrets today before we go to bed. And Will, um, you're not going to see the, sh- the, the, the movie I'm, uh, t- until when? Tomorrow? I'm seeing it tomorrow Something? night, which we're recording this on Thursday, oh. the 19th, so I'm seeing it the night of the 20th. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, so do not yeah. dare text me until Cammy and I are <laughs> going to have Saturday. so much to talk about tonight. <laughs> well, you talk about we it with able, We won't Cammy. be able to include you. Dude, if you right, include right. me on that uh, message thread, I will travel to Ohio mm-hmm. and uh, impale you <laughs> and turn you into a scarecrow in the middle of the cornfield where you live. Right, 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 right. And that would be fair. Uh, I, yes. <laughs> uh, she should be back in the future, so don't hold your breath, folks. But uh, aside from that, yes, this has been a fun episode. I enjoyed it. And like Will said, our webpage is found at mechadragon.net. And wherever you go, wherever you see us, like us, five-star ratings, give us a thumbs up and a review, and tell all your friends and your friends' moms. Uh, if you're on Facebook, find us as Mecha Dragon there. Twitter and Instagram, we are Mecha Dragon Show. Hit us up at mechadragonshow at gmail.com. Questions, comments, corrections, topics. And we will see you soon. Hopefully you're all as excited about Rise of Skywalker as we are. Because it's going down. It's going down. Peace. May the Force be with you. Always. Always. Our music is Overworld by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0, creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.